Okay, this is episode three of the Elk series. Logan and Craig are here. Just us two this time. We're going to give you a breakdown of everything that you need to put in your truck or trailer when you're heading out to hunt. So, Craig, three basic things you need to start off with. Top three things that you need to focus on. Um, I would say good pack, a really good set of boots, and some really good glass, binoculars, spotting scope, um, rifle scope, rangefinder, whatever that is. Yeah. Okay. So to build on that, first you want your good pack. Trust me, when you want a good pack, you're going to spend money on it. You found that out. I found that out. First yeah. year. The first year I bought a cheap, a cheap, I say a cheap, 150 maybe bucks. Yeah, it was like, was it a Badlands pack? Yeah, it was Badlands. Not a bad pack, just yeah. wasn't ideal for a five, six, seven day or hauling out meat. It, mm-hmm. it hurt my shoulders. It didn't sit right on my hips. It wasn't quite big enough, honestly. It was big enough to carry around stuff during the day, but packing out, it just it didn't feel good. But yeah. So you might have to spend a little money to get a good pack, yes. but it's an investment. It, it is, and a lot of your packs, um, they have a really good warranty on them usually. Um, so it's, it's worth spending the extra couple hundred bucks and getting you a good pack. You'll... You'll never regret it, and no. it'll last you forever. Yeah, you're going to have it forever. So if you plan forever. on going out more than just a one-time thing, it's worth it. I mean, mm-hmm. and there's several different brands out there. Really, it kind of just depends on what fits you best because yeah. some some brands or companies fit other people better. Like Craig's more of your taller, skinnier build, mm-hmm. and you like what, what do you have? I use the XO, the XO yeah. Mountain Gear. Which um, I like it fits feels good, but I'm more of a stockier person, and I like some other types of some other types of companies. But anyway, spend don't be cheap on your pack. Exactly. You don't want to be cheap on your pack. Exactly. I mean, you'll have it on your back every day you're hunting. Yeah. So it, you want to want it to be comfortable for yeah. you. Along with hurting your shoulders and hips with the back, the next thing that you're going to be uh, hurting is on your feet because mm-hmm. you're on your feet all day long, except when you're taking a nap during lunch. Yeah. And sleeping. So don't buy cheap boots either. No. And that basically that's like an investment too. I mean Exactly, exactly. And that all depends. Um just for me, you know, having experience living out there. Um and like for you, you know, going out once a year, we would want to we kinda got different, you know, different brands of boots. Different needs. Yeah. He's spending months or, you know, several weeks. Hiking I mean, mountains, doing hundreds you know, all year long. A couple hundred miles a year compared to, you know, yeah. 40, I, 50 miles for a week of elk hunting. It's a, it is a big difference. So, for example, I had the Danner Pronghorns. Just kind of an entry-level boot, I'd say. Um, and it's, it They're was very, good. Very comfortable boots. Yeah, comfortable. They fit good. They, you know, they fit my foot good. They, you know, different options in wide or whatever you like. But it worked. I wore them two years ago. And I wore the same ones this year, and after this year, they're, you know, they're mm-hmm. they're getting pretty worn. Of course, I wore them a few times, other than in the mountains, but still, they just take a beating. <laughs> they I do. mean, they do rocks and cactuses, just yeah. different things like that. They take a beating, and you're gonna want something that's gonna hold up. Didn't didn't you have a a pretty cheap pair the first year you came out shed hunting or something? Yeah, they got ripped like the, the first, first day. Yeah. <laughs> I stepped off a rock and it caught a point and just Had ripped them. Cactuses going through. And yeah. 
So yeah. I learned don't, that. Don't get a cheap boot. No. It's not worth it. So after that, we're going to the third most important thing is your, your glass. Mm -hmm. So by glass, I had some comments on this from last time. Glass is your binoculars, your, and binoculars, your spotting scope. Yeah. You know that type of range stuff. finder, um, even down to you carry rifle hunting. You know your rifle scope. Um, it's a big country. It's you can see a long ways. I mean, you're glassing elk two, three miles away. You want to be able to see them. If you, you know? don't have that good glass, you're gonna miss elk. Yeah, or whatever you're hunting. Or you're, you're gonna, gonna miss be asking for your buddy's binoculars all the time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> asking if you can see them. And you don't need you don't need a spotting scope necessarily, but no. you do need a good pair of binoculars because mm -hmm. glassing is. A lot of your time out there. Yeah. Like a, a 10 by 42 binocular is probably the smallest you want to go. So yeah, probably the smallest you want to go is a 10 by 42. Anything bigger than that um, is, yeah, preferred probably. So my, I have uh, Vortex, Diamondback. They're, they're not like entry, but they're not like super great. Obviously, if you look at the scales on Vortex... They're 12 by 50, so they have mm -hmm. a huge range of like range of view, which is nice because you want to see a lot, but also you kind of want to see far. So mm -hmm. the magnification and field of view is the bigger, the better you're going to see. But For me, I use a 10 by 42 uh, Vortex as well, the Talons. But I do that be just for uh, whitetail hunting around here. I like a, you know, a 12 by 50 around here, like as far as like in Indiana, or like whitetail hunting is almost too much, I think. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty big. So that's why that's why I use a 10 by 40, 10 by 42. But you know. but your glass clarity also makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. So if you have super magnification, but it's not clear and doesn't pick up light, yeah. it's it's no different than getting a smaller, better lens. Yeah, so. I'm a big Vortex guy, so that's probably what I would yeah. go Shout with. out Vortex. Yeah, right? Sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we covered those three things. Now we're going to get into some other things that you might not totally think about. Some you might, but um, let's talk about clothing because that's huge. Like mm -hmm. when you're hiking and it's hot sometimes or cold, vice versa, yeah. you want stuff that's going to wick your, your sweat. Mm -hmm. Like the Merino stuff you see, you got all these different brands now that, you know, you got your First Lights, your QUs, your Sika, all that. Mm -hmm. And they all essentially have the same base stuff yeah. your your base layers they're all pretty much made the same so mm -hmm. pick what you like what fits you best but get you a good set of yeah. merino based layers because it's gonna you know help regulate your heat or being hot or cold yeah and for me like the one of the bigger pieces that i w would prefer is a um a puffy a puffy jacket like a lighter puffy jacket because in colorado you know or anywhere in the west in september or whenever you're hunting, but when we hunt in September, the weather can change from, I mean, it's 30s at night to 75, 80 during the day. I mean, you just never know. Yeah. And so to have like a, just a light, a puppy jacket can, you know, roll up, be real light, and you still, it's really warm. So that'd probably be one of the Yeah, and two, <clears throat> when you're, when you're glassing, you know, in the mornings mm -hmm. or evenings, whatever, looking for the next day, that puffy jacket that's got the windbreaker in it mm -hmm. is money. It is. <laughs> it is <laughs> worth it. Because usually where you're glassing, you're up higher, the wind's blowing a little more, it gets yep. cold. It gets, it's crispy. <laughs> and if you can block that wind, you're going to be able to just, you're not going to be miserable. Yep. So exactly. you got that. Then you get, you know, we talked about the base layers and you want some pants that are going to be comfortable and, and the same thing, breathable when it's hot and can also mm -hmm. keep you warm when it's you know, exactly. cooler. 
And exactly. that makes a huge difference. If you're not comfortable in your pants, like it's not fun hiking. You yeah. just Yeah. And I honestly this year I bought some like merino underwear. That stuff was awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I only had one pair, but uh when I switched after a couple of days <laughs> <laughs> maybe three or four <laughs> i put on some other type like the you know the spandexy type material the whatever yeah it sucked because it just rides up like that yep. it rode up on me and i'm like this is terrible yeah so i put the other ones back on <laughs> no after they were washed i put them back on but anyway they i'm gonna be investing in some more of those yeah and that's, you know, that's one thing i don't have any merino stuff and i might after hearing you and Ryan rave about it this year, I might have to. Yeah. Once, if you never had it, you don't know. But yeah. once having it and then switching it, it sucks. Yeah. Might have to, might have to try it out for yeah. sure. All right, so we'll move on from clothing. So you know, obviously, spend some money on clothing because it's going to be expensive. But mm. you know, just, it's worth just it. Take into consideration, it's not cheap. No, doing it. What you're doing is not cheap. But if you're going to do it. You might as well do it to where you're comfortable right. yep. and enjoying it and not being miserable the whole exactly. time you're out there. Exactly. All right. So we'll move on from clothing. A part of the clothing, too, is get some good socks because mm-hmm. you're going to want socks that aren't going to make your toes blister, and that goes along exactly. with your boots. But socks can make a difference. If you need exactly. to get liners, I, I, start, I wore liners this year, like just real thin pair underneath, and they were amazing. I didn't mm-hmm. have any hot spots. Yeah. Uh, my feet were good. So next part, moving on, when you're packing your truck or trailer or both, you need uh, something to sleep in or on. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be doing a you know a camping type situation, you know you probably take a tent, whether it's a single man or yeah. five man, six man, depending on who you're with. Yeah, it just all depends on what situation. You know, if you're camping at your truck, you know you probably would want as big a tent as you can get. I mean, yeah, make it bigger, make it, more comfortable. Exactly, the nice. You put a cot in it or whatever. But if you're backpacking back in a couple miles, you want to be as light as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just you can probably want a little single man tent or something like that. It's just all. Yeah, it depends on your hunt. Yeah. You know, if you're going deep and far, you want to stay light. If you're going to be camping close, you exactly. might as well make it nice. <laughs> There's a hundred different brands of tents out there, and I choose the lightest one, and I don't think you'll go wrong. No. I mean, and make sure you got a, a water proof or like a yeah a rain tarp a rain that you can flyer. put over top yeah, just take a tarp with honestly i take a tarp with me just a small one all yeah. the time and yeah because you're gonna you're gonna use it it, it can be multi-purpose too mm-hmm. i mean we used a tarp definitely add a tarp to your list yeah because we used it a couple years ago as a as a sunblock we did yeah. for hanging for meat, meat. Yep. yeah because it was hot and we yep. couldn't take it all back so we needed our meat to be in the shade so we used it as that yep and you also you know obviously you want to stay dry and rain showers can pop up out of nowhere so yeah <laughs> <laughs> you want your tent covered that's another thing about clothes is take a good set of rain rain gear with you you yeah. gotta kind of jumping back a little bit but you gotta have a good set of rain gear yeah. um if not pants for sure a jacket yeah. and always have it in your pack because you just never know. You can get real cold real quick when you're wet. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so as, along with your camping, uh, you need probably a good sleeping bag. Like mm-hmm. whether that's a, a twenty degree, mm-hmm. you know, that probably gets you by pretty yeah. easily. Because you know, honestly, zero degree bags they get hot real fast. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you may not. You really don't need that. And they're usually bulkier and you know heavier to pack right. back in or. And um, a sleeping pad too. Yeah, 
whether it's an air up or a foam, depending on if you're yeah. staying close or going far. Yeah, I would say that that all all your camping gear will go switch back and forth. Just depends if you're camping at the truck or if you're packing back in. It for me, it does anyways. Yeah. So going from your camping, uh, just move into food for now because mm-hmm. part of your camp is going to be your food. Yeah. You're going to want a cooler. You're going to have to take if you're going back in. You got to have water or go somewhere that has water that you can exactly uh, filter or pump have a yeah filter or water pump or because you need water you're not going to last very long if you don't have water it's it's pretty stupid honestly to go out without water because you're going to get dehydrated being up in the mountains dehydrates you a lot faster Mm -hmm. um so you got to have bottles something to pump something to filter along with water you got to eat so you're gonna have to pack a lot of high, you know, dense protein type bars and mm-hmm. nutrient packed stuff because you're gonna need all that. Your body, you're exerting all that energy and and effort. Your body's losing a lot, sweating a lot. So you got to replace it, or you're gonna you're mm-hmm. gonna you know feel bad. You're not gonna be able to mm-hmm. keep up for a week or or more or whatever it is. So you want to replace all that by you know. Make sure you're staying hydrated and eating enough. And just a just a, a pro tip, I'm gonna call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, water water gets real bland after about three days. So take you can find little packets at Walmart of just anything. You can get just some th- something to flavor your water with a little bit, and it makes a world of difference. Oh I'm yeah, telling you. Then <laughs> and take some Mountain Ops packs, you yes. know, first thing in the morning, just yep. chug that down, you're ready to go. Ryan, if you're listening to this, that's for you. <laughs> that sucker would, oh, I think my. you took dry scoops of it, honestly. He would just hammer a, <laughs> hammer a pack of that as soon as he woke got out of sleeping back in the morning. Kid would be running up the mountain. Definitely caffeine helps. <laughs> caffeine helps keeps you going. So... Oh my. Yeah, I mean, you're going to want to get some Mountain House type stuff or Peak Fuel, whatever the brand Free, it is. Yeah, freeze-dried. Freeze-dried food because mm-hmm. there's a lot of calories and, you know, it's light. Yep. It packs really easy. You know, you, if you're going out for the whole day, throw in your pack and, yep. you know, you're going to need a uh, some type of, whether it's a jet bull or just a some type of little propane burner. Yeah. Well, to, see, a lot of times you're not allowed to have fires out oh, there. that's so. true. You need to have something like a propane, something to warm, to heat the water up, boil, boil your water. Yeah. So, so you can, you know, because you need boiled water, you know, hot water to make your yeah. your free dried food. So ramen noodles. Yeah. Whatever, make sure you whatever. got a variety because you don't <laughs> want the same thing every day because it gets yep. bland. There's not much flavor in the stuff. Some yep. are good. I mean, they're all right, but you know, some are. You just gotta add some flavor and mix it up. Yeah. So the same thing. If you're camping out the truck, take you some steaks and yeah, pork chops. Yeah, yeah. Make burgers. it enjoyable. We had elk burgers last time we were there. Yeah, at the at the well, big we, at the big camp. At the you big know? camp. So you just yeah. Make it fun. Make it enjoyable. Exactly. Like if if you're staying close, take your take your big griddles or whatever yeah, you got. Take some eggs and bacon and make your breakfast. And yeah, it makes it all that much more exactly. fun. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> All right, everybody, listen up. Loniger's Taxidermy is world-class taxidermy in southern Indiana. With 30-plus years of experience, you can trust Loniger's to make your hunting experience a lifetime memory. Outdoor enthusiasts have trusted Loniger's Taxidermy with animals from all over the world. 
The Loniger professionals specialize in turkey and whitetail, as well as realistic and accurate taxidermy representing six continents, not to mention custom scenes and habitats. At Loniger's Taxidermy, world class isn't just a catchy slogan. They've won first place ribbons at multiple state, national, and world competitions. Their work has been featured in magazines including NWTF, Breakthrough, Eastman's Hunting Journal, and Taxidermy Today, just to name a few. Check out their work online at Loniger'sTaxidermy.com or visit the studio showroom on Ville Creek Road in Washington. Give them a call today at 812-444-9381. Again, that's 812-444-9381. All right, some other things that you want to might not think about, uh, just little knick-knacky type things. You had mentioned zip ties. Yeah, um, zip ties... Never know what you need yeah. them for. For me, I take them a lot of times just um, to tag an animal. You know, you have to have something to put your, hold your tag on to something, so I just zip tie it on there. Yeah, you never know what might break. Shoot your shoe, shoe strings or boot strings exactly. break. Throw a zip tie yeah, Throw a zip tie on there. <laughs> <laughs> I always usually keep a zip tie or something and, like, usually, like, a roll of electrical, like, black electrical tape yep. just in my pack all the time. We used that a couple weeks ago. What do we do? Oh, we t- <laughs> We taped up the gas tank thing because it was spewing out <laughs> <Yeah>. the top. <laughs> On the full You never know what you might need it for, yeah. but at least you have it. Exactly. You might need to, you know, tape up a wound or something. And that reminds me, you need also, don't forget your, uh, you know, your safety bag. Yeah, first aid. Your first aid kit. Yeah. It's, you know, get a good one. Make sure you got everything mm-hmm. you need. Band-aids, yep. tape, Neosporin, whatever, yep. you know, mm-hmm. for infections, cuts. You, you never know. Just yep. be prepared. Uh, Another thing that I always like, just something that a lot of people don't think of, is take an extra release along with you if you're bow hunting. Um, you never know when you're going to lose one out there. Just It's easy to carry in your pack. Just throw it in there. Make I, sure you got it, because when we were getting ready to leave, yeah. ago, <laughs> I uh, left home, drove into town, you know, it's a 15-minute drive or whatever, and got there, and I grabbed my bow, just looking, and I realized that my release wasn't in there. I took it off when I was messing around trying to make a last minute tweak and forgot mm-hmm. it. So yep. make sure you got one, if not two. Yeah. Yep. And <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's your most important thing. Your bow, you can't, well, bow or gun, whatever mm-hmm. you're taking, you got to have it or you're not going to hunt. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. those are your first, make sure you got your stuff. Make sure yep. you got your arrows, your broadheads, extra broadheads, whatever. You don't know. Field yep. points because. When you get out there, you're going to want to make sure your bow didn't get banged up when you're traveling. So, you know, throw in a little target or mm-hmm. whatever just to yep. check. Yep. Something else you might think is some, uh, with that safety kit is some Balmex. Definitely need that. <laughs> Definitely need that. <laughs> that you, stuff. If you've never heard of it, go get you some. That's all. You, you'll, you'll hear of it as soon as you start hiking and sweating. And it just happens. You, you just chafe up a little bit, exactly. you know. It burns. It's there's nothing worse when you have to do a duck walk everywhere you go because <laughs> it hurts so bad. Exactly. You're miserable. You can't walk. Exactly. Like you're useless if you can't walk. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this stuff. You put it on that night. Wash your hands, and the next morning, you're good to it's, go. You are good it's, to go. It's a miracle. You'll hike. You'll hike all day, and it'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> You need it. Yep. It's small little tube. Just throw it in your bag. I will not go to the mountains without it. Never. So also you need to add, don't forget your knives. Yes. For everything. 
whatever, you know, little even a little hatchet if you want to cut some firewood if you can burn. It just makes it that much easier to have a nice little fire cooking over whatever, but your knives, you're going to use it for mainly, hopefully, you're using it to cut up your uh your yeah, animal, you elk know? or deer or whatever it is, yeah. But just from experience, the first time, first time I killed an elk, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It was me and my dad and one of my buddies were there, and none of us had ever killed an elk. And we went to cutting this thing up, and we had, I think we had one, just one knife with us, and it was a piece of junk. <laughs> and it, we hacked on that thing forever. The well, thing is, awful. you don't realize how thick and tough oh, their like hair is. Yep. I won't go to the mountains without two knives on me anymore, for sure, and a knife, a knife sharpener, because you go through the blades. You and really even, do. you know, the new, I say new, they're not new anymore, but like the replaceable blades, mm-hmm. they're they're so nice oh, to have. My. They're razor sharp. As soon as it starts getting dull, just switch just it out. Switch it out. Because yep. they're cheap. I mean, relatively cheap. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about sharpening them. Throw a new one on, and you just keep hammering. Yep. You cut yourself when you got a dull knife. Exactly. That's the problem. People... You cut yourself more times than not when you're using a dull knife because you're trying to force it through something that it should just be cutting through. Exactly. You're going to save time, effort, if you got a sharp knife, if not more than one or two, because once you cut through that skin, then you're cutting through, you know, thick meat, exactly. even some yeah. bone, popping bones out of sockets, mm-hmm. that type of thing, if you're quartering it out. So you want a strong knife, you know, it's got a strong backbone. Yeah, usually I take a, I take a knife that, you know... Is like a, a a strong fixed blade knife that you know cut the hide, pop you know those bones out of the socket, whatever you need to do, and then <laughs> I take one of those replaceable blade knives you know for deboning the meat or yeah that's just what I run. But so if we're talking about cleaning up the animal, you're also going to need game bags to mm-hmm. transport it out of the mountain back yep. to your, your camp or truck or whatever. Uh, a good game bag, that's what you put the meat in, basically. Mm-hmm. So it, you're not putting it in like uh, trash bags because there's no airflow. The yeah. point of a game bag is for air to get to the meat mm-hmm. so it but don't it's still spoil. To keep flies but it still keeps the flies and dirt and nasty stuff from keeping it from getting bacteria and growing moldy and stuff. So take a good, you know, like four yeah, or five four, game bags. Four or five game bags. You can throw a quarter in each, throw your straps, whatever, however you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that should be plenty. And when you're cutting up the meat, you're going to want some, probably take some rope where the paracord is really nice to have, like for mm-hmm. anything. Again, yep. uh, it's kind of like the zip tie, but paracord, you can use it for about anything. And when you're, you know, cutting it up, putting it in your game bags, you're going to want it off the ground. So yeah. use your use your string and uh, tie it up on a limb and just let it hang, let the air get to it. Because you might not be able to make it all out in one load. Mm-hmm. So you want that air getting to it, so meat stays fresh. Yeah. You, may, you may have to hang it all night. So if you put that much work into into harvesting an animal, you want to get as much meat out as possible, and yeah. you want to do it without it spoiling, because it is good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the whole reason you should be out there. Exactly. You know, the meat's the best meat in the world, honestly. Mm-hmm. Some opinions, but anyway, uh, but legally, you're supposed to take the meat out first, right? Yeah. Before, before you take before you take the head out, you got to take the meat out. And it's, I mean, I think every state is different. A lot of states are different. Just look at your laws. Um, I know Colorado is, you know, I think it's all four quarters, back straps, 
um, neck meat. I don't know. I forget what all it is, but I, I take everything when I yeah, do it. But might as well. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying, like, make sure you know your laws because I know some guys that have gotten trouble for not taking enough meat off of an animal, and then yeah, yeah. don't ruin your hunt by not taking the meat. <laughs> exactly. So make it worthwhile. Invest in your game bags, and you can a lot of them now. You can just take them and wash them when you're done and reuse them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so that's a good thing to take with you. And another thing too, when you're cleaning it, you might want to throw in some latex gloves. I mean, yeah, just help stay a little cleaner when you're moving around. You don't have to get everything on. If you're you know, having me by a creek, you know, you can always wash up in a creek, but you don't always have that luxury. So yeah, you know. and oh, speaking of washing, add some. Uh, you know. Those rags, whether it's dude wipes, oh, dude wipes wet wipes, yeah. you know, scent-free wipes, whatever it is, wet <clears throat> that you can wipe your hands off, yes. wipe your butt with. It's you want to be yeah. as clean as you can, exactly. especially at night, like before you climb into bed. Those wipes will make you feel like a new man. Exactly, you can wipe everything really. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like that's your shower, pretty much, that's unless you're your by a creek. And you can yep. like have a rag with you to like wash up. It just makes going to bed so much better when you're not like feeling totally disgusted. It's still disgusting. not great, no, but it it, <laughs> it makes it a little bit better. No, it's not great, but it's better than nothing. Yep. And I I went through several wipes. I think. I mean, I think we went through a couple packs while we were there for a week. Because listen, those dry freeze bags of food, they don't like come out after like about, normal after you know? about two days three days <laughs> it gets rough it might be tmi but that's just a fact i mean that's what you're going to be facing out there you're eating all this you know uh what are those those trail whatever bars oh, cliff bars. cliff bars yeah those i mean they're they're, thick. they're, they're thick. sticky they're sticky going in and they're sticky coming out that's <laughs> <No, laughs> just how it is so yeah you're gonna want something with wet and they can <laughs> you know white better than toilet paper yep. and that too add toilet paper you're gonna want a lot of toilet paper yes that's just a fact of life you're gonna have to poop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you want toilet paper so when you get your meat out you got to have somewhere to take your meat too you got to have some coolers whether mm-hmm. you have a processor out there that's gonna do it for you you still got to take it home like if it's frozen you got to have coolers so you might as well take a big enough cooler if not one two uh to put your you know, put your meat in on your way home, hopefully. So that's mm-hmm. something. I mean, pack it with food on the way out. Pack with meat on yeah. the way home. Yeah. Um, another thing that just to think about, and that's another thing to check your your state's regulations, but I'm pretty sure Colorado, you're not allowed to take, um, like, the brains or the head across state lines. State lines, lines yeah. So um, have a plan of what you're going to do with your elk head once you bring it out. Um, for me, I have a guy, um, Hans Miller. Shout out Hans if you're listening. Was it Hans Skulls? Hans Skulls. What's his name? I thought it was Hans Skulls. Miller Skulls, maybe. Or something. Something Skulls out of Canyon City. Canyon City. So hit, hit him, him up. up. Yeah. He, he knows what he's doing. He's quick, sure. too. He's really if, quick. If he knows you're in a in a hurry to get home, yep. it's your last day or whatever, he'll he'll make sure you get it you get taken care of. Yep. So he'll yeah, he'll he'll boil it for you, um, make it white. Make it look really good. Um, that's what I always do with it. But yeah, you do whatever you want to with it. Um, but just make sure you have you have some plan of action, I guess, after you get off the mountain. So another thing, depending on where you're going, if you need a four wheeler, 
and gas jugs because mm-hmm. once you get back in there you're gonna need extra gas so that's just something simple not to forget but you know you got to check to see what trails you're going to if, <clears throat> if you're allowed to take atvs four-wheelers um that's a really nice tool to have we utilized last time yeah. if you don't have one maybe look for places to rent one because um, there's places out there to rent yeah, there's plenty plenty of places makes you a lot more versatile getting around that or uh, you know the big thing now is that those e-bikes um i've used those out there before they're very very handy to get you around so so when you're also looking at where you're going if you need you know taking your four-wheeler and stuff if you have an idea which you should have a planned you know general area you're going to want to maybe there might not be service out there so you might want to download your Onyx apps or whatever app you're using. But for Onyx, you can pre-download your area with everything that you need on it before you get out there. Because if you get out there and you don't have service, then you can't you know, mm-hmm. get all the features of the app. And it's really nice to have when you're yeah. you know, chasing elk around. You want to be able to see one ridge to the next and yeah. elevations and That's roads. One, one thing I can honestly say I use every day yeah. while I'm elk hunting. Because if you're glassing... And you see one way off, you don't really know like how to get there. If it's mm-hmm. two, three, four, five miles away, you got to get on your map and see. Okay, how am I going to get from here down? You know the whole valley up the ridge and over the other one down yep. through the ravine and across this and that. So yeah, you're going to want to be able to point on your map where he is so you yep. can make a plan and go from there. Yeah. So after you got all that, you've listened to this and. Uh, I recommend just making a list. We kind of went through all the main basic things and a few other knickknack things that you might not think about. Um, while I'm thinking about this, a nice long spoon is really nice to have. <laughs> I was actually thinking about this before we started doing this. <laughs> I didn't have a big spoon, which was dumb because the bags you got to get, you know, you can't just use a regular, yeah. you can, but having a nice long spoon that's versatile, yeah. like a spork type thing is really nice if to you, have. If you've ever been to Sonic, and you ever got a milkshake at Sonic? They have the big spoons for the for those milkshakes, and just just go get you a milkshake or two and get a spoon out of there, and it's the perfect the perfect spoon because yeah, you can stir. You don't have to get your yep. hand down in there. But anyway, yeah. So there may be other things that you need. There, I mean, I'm sure there is, but those are the main little things that you're gonna need when you go out, you know, hunting in the mountains. So make a list. Check everything off, put it in your box, your truck, whatever, one at a time. Uh, you know, make sure you cross all those things. The last thing you want to do is get out there in the mountain and you forgot something that you're absolutely going to need. Yep. And you got to go out, go to town, buy something new that you already have. And, you know, along with that, don't forget your calls. I mean, that's another basic thing. That's you true. need your mouth yep. calls and a bugle. Learn how to use them. Learn how to use them. Yep. So, yeah, simple things like that. Don't forget it. Don't forget your tag either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need a tag. You need a tag. You got to have it on you. So, you know, that'll wrap it up. I'm sure there's a few other things we missed, but in general, use that as a guideline. You know, there's other sources out there to list different things, but, you know, this is a good start. This is going to get you going and get you out there. So, you have any other uh, comments, any last-minute things pop uh, in your head? I think I think we've covered, covered it pretty well. Yeah. The main thing to review or to think about, invest in a pack, invest in good clothes and good boots. 
And good glass. And good glass. That's what you need to be comfortable. We want you to be comfortable and enjoy your time out there. It's not supposed to be miserable. So. That's right. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Stay tuned for the next uh, series. I got a feeling it's going to be on some deer. Yeah. Because they're about to start moving. Change over whitetails a little bit. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening.